Boys and Girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... Well, hello again. Welcome to another set of three episodes from The Adventures of Superman. And I really want to thank again Ben, Samantha, James, and Tyler for helping me decide to air a lot more episodes in this last week than I was going to so that we kind of get caught up and get it get caught up to real time, especially since Jimmy Olsen was celebrating his 75th anniversary of first appearing on radio which we just presented on Wednesday. So this is the second part of those episodes. Now, tonight's episode is going to be the last three parts of this six-episode arc for this uh, adventure. So I hope you're going to enjoy the end of this adventure. And the next week we'll bring you the first three in the very next adventure of Adventures of Superman. And next week's is going to be about planes or plane crashes or something like that. Anyway, I hope you'll tune in for that. But uh, I just wanted to to answer Ben, Samantha, James, and Tyler. They sent me a little email, um, and Ben, who's age 14, said thank you for me mentioning them on my podcast. Uh, That was really cool, and so I'm glad you enjoyed that, Ben. And Samantha, age 17, said thanks for doing that for us. Super excited for this week's episode. Thanks again. Um, I'm super excited as well. And uh, James, age five, says, Thank you. I enjoyed the Superman episodes. I'm glad that James enjoys the episodes. Hope you're really going to like this one, James. And I hope that you're all liking uh, Jimmy Olsen and what he brings to the whole Superman legend. And Tyler, age 10, says, The episodes are really fun to listen to on long car rides. Thanks for making them. Uh, You bet. It's fun joining them all together like I do. It's kind of neat now that they don't have to be quite as many episodes jam-packed as I used to have. I was having, what, six, seven, eight, nine episodes all hooked together. But now it's just going to be three every week for a while. Which makes it about a half-hour program if I don't talk too much at the beginning of it. Anyway, I'm glad you're all enjoying it. Uh, I mentioned last time just a little bit about the actors that played Jimmy Olsen. First Jackie Kelk, and then Jack Grimes. So Jackie Kelk played um, Jimmy Olsen from 1940 until 1947, and then um, Jack Grimes took over. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but then I had a, a uh, one of my listeners email me and tell me that, oh, wait a minute, uh, you didn't mention that Jackie Kelk was also known for playing Homer Brown on the Aldrich family. And he's definitely 100% right. He definitely, that's his other big part, is that he played on the Aldrich family as Homer Brown for many years. But here's where it gets really interesting. Jackie Kelk left the Aldrich family in 1950, and in 1952, Jack Grimes 
started uh, performing as Homer Brown. So Jack Grimes took over two different characters, both played by Jackie Kelk. So that's kind of, I thought that was really interesting that the same actor would take over for the same other actor. Now Jack Grimes was in lots of shows. He was in uh, Suspense, and he was in um, Dimension X. Um, both Jackie Kelk and Jack Grimes were both uh, in a number of episodes of Cavalcade, um, Cavalcade of History, Cavalcade of American Cal. Let's see. Cavalcade of America, that's what it's called. Anyway, they were both in a number of episodes of that series with uh, Jackie Kelk appearing in most of them in 1943 and 1944. But I'm really delighted Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane. I mentioned Lois Lane last time. She... In the first three parts, she has not played much of a role. She was sort of, uh, they mentioned her a lot, but I don't even think she had a line. I don't even think she was in any of the episodes. She won't be in this first one, but in the next two episodes today, out of the three we play, she will appear and she will have some lines with, with Jimmy and so forth. Um, she's played by, gotta find her again. She is played by Joan Alexander. And what's cool is Joan Alexander, like uh, Jack Grimes and Bud Collier, shows up decades later in 1966 on the cartoon series of Superman playing Lois Lane again. So it's pretty neat that they had one of the, well, they had the original Lois Lane, the original Superman and Clark Kent, and uh, one of the original Jimmy Olsons to play in that uh, cartoon in 1966. That was pretty neat that they went back and grabbed all those folks. Um, it was Filmation's first really big attempt at um, a cartoon, and uh, they apparently wanted to pull out all the stops, so that was pretty cool. Anyway, without any further ado, here is John Alexander, Bud Collier, and Jackie Grimes, no, and Jackie Kelk, <laughs> playing in The Adventures of Superman. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. And thank you again to all of you folks that listen in to my show, uh, especially Ben, Samantha, James, and Tyler. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, mighty visitor from the destroyed planet Krypton, who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. Faster than a speeding bullet, stronger than a locomotive, with a physical structure never before realized by mortal men, Superman goes about among human beings as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman was on the trail of the Giftinelli gang, petty racketeers, who had escaped from town after capturing Lois Lane, feature writer for the Daily Planet. While Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, 
sped northward toward the gang's hideout with Editor White and young Jimmy Olsen, a Daily Planet copyboy. Lois made good her escape from Donnelly's cabin in the deep woods, taking with her the evidence of Donnelly's guilt, but only to run into an even greater danger. In leaving the cabin to follow her, Donnelly and his henchman Spike accidentally knocked over a kerosene stove, and at once the flimsy wooden shack was a mass of fire. Donnelly and Spike raced for their car, leaving Lois to her fate, while tongues of flame licked hungrily toward the dry woods. As our story continues today, the racketeers are several miles from the burning cabin, headed back to the city, speeding over the rough road in their powerful black sedan. Listen. Listen, Spike. You sure that lame girl took the briefcase with her? Well, you looked for it yourself, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't anywhere in that room. What difference does it make? If it's gone, it's gone, ain't it? Yeah, if it's gone. If it ain't, it can make a lot of difference. How? What's the matter? You that dumb? There's papers in that briefcase. And then papers tell all about our collections back in town. Who we tapped and for how much. What if somebody finds it, Chip? I'm counting on the fire to fix those papers for good. Yeah, but what if somebody gets in there to put out the fire? Don't worry. They got a fine chance of doing that. Why not? For two reasons, Spike. Number one, in another 20 minutes, the woods will be like a furnace. Number two, the road's blocked. Oh, that's what you was doing while I get out the car. If anybody takes the road back to that cabin, Spike, they'll find a big tree down, right in their way. Yeah? And if they try to move the tree, well, it'll be the last thing they ever do move. I can tell you that. Honest? How come? Never mind how come. Just believe what I'm telling you. Quite a while ago, I figured on something like this happening. I'll say that you figure all the angles, Chip. I'll say I do. What's up now? Ah, uh, it's a blowout. It's this washboard road. Pull up, Chip. Here. Yeah. Right front shoe. We got a spare? Sure, we got a spare. Wait till I get the trunk open. Yeah, this ain't no time to get held up. How long will it take? Oh, 15 minutes, maybe more. Step on it, will you? Hey, wait. What's the matter? It's a car coming up the road. Keep low. What if they stop? Uh, they won't stop. Hey, Danelli, they're slowing down. They're stopping. Keep quiet. I'll handle this. Hey there, you fellow. You know this road? Spike, roll up your collar and keep your head down. Yeah. What do you want to know? Uh, how far is it to Little Fall? Uh, five miles. You can't miss it. Okay. Much obliged. All right. Gee, what's that luck? What do you mean, luck? See the guy in the front seat next to the driver? No, what of it? I ain't sure, but I think it was that newspaper guy. What's his name? Uh, Clark Kent? Yeah. He didn't open his trap, but I bet it was him all right. And didn't I see a kid in the back seat? Yeah. Yeah, there was a kid in there. I don't know who the old guy driving was, but if I'm right and the other fellow was Kent, well, it's a cinch the kid was young Olsen. Gee, well, what are they doing up here? After the lane girl, of course. And she's out somewhere in those woods with a fire getting closer every minute. Well, come on, come on. Don't stand there, Gabin. Get a move on. What are we going to do? Fix this flat. That's the first thing. Then I'm going to turn right around and head back to Little Falls. What? After them? You said it. It's too good a chance. We might get to knock them all off at once. And who'd be left to tell about the racket then? Come on. Get hot with them, too. Anywhere 
falls yet. Pretty near, Jimmy. Was it five miles that fellow said, Mr. White? That's right, Kent. We've covered about four of them already. What's troubling me now is how we're going to locate Denali's hideout when we get there. All we know so far is that it's somewhere in Little Falls or near it. Look, Mr. White. Isn't that a gas station up ahead? Yeah, we'll pull in. That's as good a place as any to ask questions. All right. We're almost out of gas anyway. There's a man inside. He's coming out now. Evening, gentlemen. Fill her up. Well, you might as well. We don't know just how far we're going. Say, uh, Little Falls anywhere around here? Yes, sir. Sure it is. Just about a mile down the road. Keep right at the forks. Forks, mister? Yep. Left hand goes into the wood. Go in there and you stand a mighty good chance of getting stuck. Stuck? Why? Probably muddy. Oh, no, it ain't mud. It's just a mighty narrow, mean road that's blocked. Big tree down across it. How do you know? Well, a couple of city fellas went by heading for the city a while ago, and they that's told funny. me. I wonder how they knew. Well, they got a cabin in there. Uh, look here. Uh, these two men, they didn't by any chance come up from the city about four or five hours ago, did they? Why, gee, mister, you must be a mind reader. What? And you're dead right. They did go through just about four or five hours ago. Only there were three of them then. I know, because they stopped for cigarettes. Three of them. Kent, do you hear that? Listen, was the third person in their car a girl? Oh, now, quit your kidding. They're friends of yours. You knew them all the time. Was the third person a girl? Was it? Uh, she was. And they drove back just now without her? Yep. Guess they parked her in the cabin. Maybe they're coming back. Hey, hey, where are you going? Where's your phone? Quick. I ain't got no phone. Come back here, Kent. Look here. That was Danelli on the road. That man you stopped to ask directions of. And he's left Lois up in that cabin. We've got to get her out and warn the police. Hey, listen, I don't know what you're talking Never about. Never mind, you'll find out later. Hey, listen, wherever it is, you can't get in that cabin. I tell you, the road's blocked. That's right, Mr. White, we forgot. Confound it. Mr. White, look here. We've got to separate. What do you mean, Ken? You take the car, get to the nearest phone. Uh, where is it, mister? Well, now, let's see. Uh, down to Robbins, uh, third house on the left. All right, you phone the police, Mr. White. Tell them to watch all roads back to the city. Well, Kent, what are you going to do? I'm going up the road into the woods. Even if a car can't get through, maybe a man can. I'll go with you, Mr. Kent. No, you stay here, Jimmy. I'll take him with me. No, he'd better stay right here, Mr. White. What's the idea? Jimmy, you watch the road. Keep your eye out for Danelli's car, just in case he takes it into his head to come back again. Mr. Kent, what do I do if he does come? Now, uh, let's see. Hey, you. Uh, have you got a gun? Uh, sure, I got a gun. Only ain't gonna let Never you... Never mind that. Those two men who own that cabin are crooks and racketeers. What's that? You heard me. Now, if that car comes back again while I'm up the road toward the camp, fire your gun three times. Get it? I get it, Mr. Kent. So long, Mr. White. Oh, Kent, when I've made that phone call, I'll come right back. So will I, Mr. White. Meanwhile, I'll see if that tree can be cleared off the road. I'll hurry all I can. <sighs> now then, I'll run a few steps to get out of sight. Oh, poor Lois. If they're holding her in that cabin, but not for long. Well, we know where she is. Ah, this ought to do it. They can't see me from the gas station. If I know anything at all, Danelli's blocked the road on purpose. But he can't block Superman. Up! Up! Leaping into the air, Superman streaks over the darkness of the pine woods, following the dim ribbon of the dirt road below. An odor of smoke is in the night wind, but he pays no heed to that. On through the darkness, then sharply down toward the impassable barrier of a huge fallen tree, blocking off all entrance to the cabin. There. What's that? Looks like a tree. It is. Down right across the road. Well, shouldn't take us too long to get rid of that. Down. Down. 
now then. A little hard to get at. To work in coat before the trunk. Uh huh. Full grown pine. Seventy feet long if it's an inch, and three feet thick. Must weigh eight or nine tons. Well, I wonder how far I can throw this tree, like hurling a javelin. What's this? It's a wire. This thing's wired down. That's funny. Oh. Oh. Well, score one for Danelli. Wired that tree to a blasting charge. Blew up right in my face. Anybody else would have been shattered to bits. Good thing dynamite can't hurt me. But maybe it wasn't so good for Danelli. That blast blew the tree right off the road. If I can't get to the cabin now, I... Three shots. That means trouble back at the gas station. Something's happened. Here comes a car. Can't be Danelli. They never make a row like that. Must be the police. Well, whoever it is, all they'll find when they get here is Clark Kent. Come to think of it, I'd better go to meet them. Just in case Danelli's planted any more surprises. Hey, hold it! What's the matter? Kent, great Scott man. That explosion. Mr. White, how did you hear it? How did you get here? Well, I was on my way back after making the phone call. What happened? Danelli's gang left a charge of blasting powder under the fallen tree. It just went off. And are you all right? Is Jimmy all right? Jimmy. Jimmy's back at the gas station. No, no, he's not. The man said he went after you. But he didn't. I told him to stay there. I know, I know what you told him. But the man said he followed you anyway. If he was in that blast... Mr. White, it's not possible. I would have seen him. He must be in the woods. Jimmy! Jimmy Olsen! Jimmy! Jimmy! Jimmy Jimmy Olsen! Jimmy, where are you? Frantic shouts and calls go off into the darkness of the forest. And only mocking echoes come faintly back. Jimmy has vanished in the woods. And meanwhile, stronger and stronger on the night wind, the odor of burning brush comes drifting from the direction of the cabin. Jimmy is gone. Lois is gone. And somewhere behind, creeping up through the night, Danelli and Spike are returning to see what Kent and White have found. The thrilling climax is not far off. Tune in next time and follow the exciting, thrill-packed story of Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman... Champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who has appeared on Earth with the strength of a locomotive and the speed of an airplane, and with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who walks the Earth and goes about among human beings as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Kent was standing in the darkness of a pine forest above the town of Little Falls with Editor White of the Planet calling vainly for young Jimmy Olsen, suddenly lost in the night. Also missing was Lois Lane, feature writer, who had been carried off by Jip Dinelli's gang of racketeers and brought north to the woods. Lois had made her escape as an overturned stove set fire to the gangster's cabin and started a roaring blaze in the surrounding woods. But so far, she has not been found. As our story continues today, Clark Kent and Editor White are standing where we left them, on the road to Dinelli's cabin, listening to someone crashing toward them through the woods. Kent, it's the fellow from the gas station. 
Hey there. Quick, will you? Have you found the boy? No. No, not yet. You fellas got any line on him up this way? Not a thing. Why didn't you keep him with you at the station? Heck, he ain't my boy, mister. He said he was going, and that was that. Uh, what was he trying to do? Well, near as I could make out, he wanted to find that gal you said was in the cabin. How in heaven's name did he think he could do that? Well, he said he'd been a boy scout or something, knew his way in the woods, and I sure hope he's right. Why, well, what do you mean? Listen, mister, can't you smell? Smell? Mr. White, it's smoke. Smoke is right. If you ask me, there's a brush fire smoldering in the woods. Brush fire? Kent, what are we going to do? Mr. White, Jimmy, and Lois. We've got to find them and get them out of there. Kent, I know it, but how? Yeah, and the longer we wait, the harder it's going to get. Kid's gone so far, he can't hear us. You take my advice and get out while you can. When this pine starts to go, what do you want us to do? Leave the boy in the woods? Oh, we've got to find them, both of them. Jimmy! Lord! Oh, that ain't going to do you no good, I'm Jimmy. telling you. That fire breaks loose, it'll be bad. The wind's coming up, too. Don't stand there talking, man. We've got to find them. Come on. Jimmy! Jimmy! Lord! Lord, please! Jimmy! Recklessly making their way toward the heart of the burning woods, the hollow cries of the rescue party die off in the distance, and almost at once two dark forms appear in the shadowy roadway. Jip Dinelli and his follower Spike, hiding in the darkness, have overheard every word. Dinelli emerges from the trees and calls softly. Spike. Spike, you there? Yeah, right here, boss. You've been here all the time. Listen, you know where the kid is? Not me. I guess he just did what they said. Is that a break for us? What What do you mean? Listen, I don't know why that fire holds back so long, but it's due to bust any minute now. Yeah, so what are we sticking around for? Just to make sure, that's all. Sure of what? Something called a fact fire. It burns out in front of the first fire. When I get that far, they both go out, see? But there ain't anything more to burn. So what? So that's what we're going to do right now. We're good citizens, ain't we? Hey, you ought to know. And good citizens help stop fires. Come on, Spike. Give me a hand here. Wind's just right, too. Right for what? For what we're going to do. We're going to start a backfire, Spike. Right here. Those will carry spade into the woods. Is it our fault if somebody happens to get caught in between? Break up some of that brush. Fast. All unknowing of the peril behind them, Ken and the rescue party head toward the center of the woods, with smoke growing thicker at every step and occasional spark drifting by in the night wind. While farther off, just beyond earshot, young Jimmy Olson stumbles between tall pines, calling desperately for Lois. Suddenly, slightly ahead, he hears an answering cry. Miss Lane! Miss Lane, where are you? Here! Here! Who's that calling? Miss Lane, it's me. It's Jimmy Olson. Where are you? Here, Jimmy! Here, this way. Miss Lane. Gosh, is that you? Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, I can't believe. Gee, we've been looking all over for you, Miss Lane. Where in the world did you come from? We came up in a car, me and Mr. Kent and Mr. White. You haven't seen them any place, have you? Jimmy, I haven't seen anybody since I got away. That man, Vanelli, had me tied up in the shack and I got out. What's the briefcase you got there, Miss Lane? Oh, I don't know. It has papers and things, proof of what they've been doing. If we ever get out of here, Jimmy, this briefcase ought to send them all to jail. <coughs> if we ever get out of here. I twisted my ankle and, and the fire's coming. What's coming? The woods. The woods are on fire, Jimmy. It started right after I got away from the cabin and it spread to the woods. Well, gee, let's get going. Come on. Jimmy, I can't. I can hardly walk. But you go. You get out while you can. Go on. What? And leave you here? Not a chance, Miss Lane. Here. You grab my shoulder. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, I can't do Miss it. Miss Lane, you got to do it. 
You don't want to stay here and get burned up, do you? Come on. Look, over there, just beyond that little ridge. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy! It's the fire. It's coming right this way and fast, too. Listen, get up on your feet. Come on. We gotta make a run for it. Jimmy, go on. Don't wait for me. No, come on. Grab hold of me. Now, this way. Back where I came from. Come on, Miss Lane. Oh, Jimmy, my ankle. Thicker and thicker grows the smoke. More and more fiery sparks. A sheet of flame lights up the woods. When suddenly the blue-clad figure of Superman soars high in the blazing forest. If anybody's going to get out of this place alive, including Jimmy and Lois Lane, Superman has to take a hand. Up! Up! I've got to get down there where the fire's hottest and beat it out. After that, maybe I can find Lois and Jimmy. It's got to be fast. Those flames are gaining every minute. Closing in. Ah, there. That looks like a good place. I can break through there. Down! Down! Uh, now then, right in the middle of the flames... Good thing I don't mind heat. If I can just snatch up a pine tree and use it like a broom. Let's see now. There, that looks like a good one. Sort of do it. Nothing like sweeping up a forest fire with a 50-foot tree. I can just open up a way out through here. Clear a fire lane. Not much time. Here we go. Please make another try. We're almost out now. We must be almost out. Jimmy, we're hemmed in. Look, it's, it's, it's creeping up on this lane of smoke. I can't see. Neither can I. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen. Miss Lane. Listen, somebody's calling. Jimmy, Miss Lane, both of you, this way, quick. Who is it? I can't see. I can't either. I can't see a thing. But it sounds like Mr. Kent. It is. Come on, both of you, quick. Mr. Kent, I can't see. The smoke. Here, catch hold of my hand. You too, Miss Lane. Now, we'll make a run for it. Quick, quick. Hey, Mr. Kent, what's going on? I'm not touching the ground at all. Mr. Kent, what's Come on, come on. I'm carrying you both. Don't stop to ask questions. Now, here comes the hot spot. Hold your breath. We're almost out. Here we go. Oh, no, we're off. Uh, here's the road. Oh, where's Kent? Kent? Uh, he must Kent. be along. He was right behind us. Oh, say, if we hadn't found that place where the fire was beat out. We're lucky. Luckiest thing I ever saw. But where's Kent? Hey, hey, here he comes now. Through the smoke. Hey, mister. Oh, look. Look, he's got two people with him. Say, it's the kid and the girl. He's got them both. Kent, Kent. Oh, glad to see you got out, Mr. White. Look what I found. Oh, Mr. White. Oh, thank Mr. White, is, is that you? Yeah, I can't see anything. The smoke, it's, it's still in my eyes. You'll be all right. Oh, Kent, I can't believe it. You mean to tell me you found them and brought them out? Gee, sure did. Both of us. It was like a dream. I thought I was flying. I don't wonder. We made time, all right. But look here, where's the car? We're not out of the woods yet. I'll say we're not. Well, the car's this way, right down the road. Come on, hurry. All right. Here, let me give you a hand, Miss Lane. Or Jimmy and I'll make a chair. You eh? bet, Mr. Kent. That's the boy. Here we go. Now, there. Okay, Chip. 
What are you going to do now? I'd still like to know how they got out of that fire. Well, don't ask me how, but they got out. Well, it ain't going to help much. Take it from me. But, Chip, what do you mean? I got one big surprise. Let's fight. Look behind you. See anything in the back seat? No, it's so dark. Oh, wait. Yeah, it looks like a box. Not not very big. Ah, no, it's not very big. But, oh, boy, when that little box does its stuff. That guy Kent and all the rest of them will wish they'd passed out from the fire. What are you going to do? You'll see. First thing, we got to get out of the main road a couple of miles ahead of them. Give her the gun. Fast. What new threat is Dinelli making against the safety of the little group from the Daily Planet? Are they out of the burning woods only to face new and undreamed-of dangers? And what strange and incredible climax waits for Clark Kent and his friends on the road from Little Falls? Tune in and don't miss the exciting climax of the next installment of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive. Able to bend steel bars in his bare hands and leap tall buildings at a single bound. Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from far out in solar space and who goes about among men as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, had just rescued Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and Editor White from the blazing pine forest near Little Falls, in which Gip Dinelli head of a gang of petty racketeers, had done his best to trap them. Dinelli himself had fled down the main road, but only to arrange another and even more deadly ambush. As our story continues today, we find him and his henchman Spike in their black sedan, slowing down along the road and searching for a likely place for what Dinelli has in mind. Listen. What are you looking for, Jip? A place I remember right along here somewhere. Or a little brook, kind of, runs under the road. You know what I mean. Oh, uh, a culvert? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that's it, a culvert. And when you find it, then what? Uh, okay, this will plug it. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Pull up. Okay. Well, now what? Listen, Spike. That bunch back in the woods. Kent and his pals. What do you think they're going to do next? Oh, them? Oh, how should I know, boys? Get back to town, maybe. Yeah. Get back to town. And they still got the briefcase that Dane took out of the cabin. You know what's in that briefcase, Spike? Well, yeah, yeah, sure I do. Records of the take. How much we got out of the racket and who we got it from. Yeah, and who went after it, too. See? What do you mean, then? I mean we're all in this dope. You and me and everybody else. Them newspaper guys get back to town with what's in that briefcase... Well, they better not, that's all. Well, listen, boss, that ain't all they can get us for. What about the dame? I yeah, know. We got to fix up the whole bunch of them. All at one crack. And that's just what we're going to do, Spike. Hey, give me a hand here. Okay. Careful with that stuff. Yeah. You know what it is? No, you didn't tell me. What is it? Just a little box, Spike. 
I'm going to plant a little box under this culvert, see? And lead a fuse off in the field behind that fence. Gosh, boys. And then when that bunch of wise guys comes along in their car... Listen, how, how do you know they'll be in the car? They came in one, didn't they? I quit asking silly questions. Hey, look, boys. Uh, how are you going to set the fuse for the exact second that they're over the culvert? Uh, how, how are you going to do that? I don't need to. If there's any place within 100 feet of where this goes off, they'll be plenty close. Otis? It's something new. Bugsy Leary gave me it to try out when I needed to. Half as big and 20 times as strong as TNT and scatters fire all over the place. Help me lug it down there. Hey, listen, boys. Uh, where are you and me going to be when this goes off? Yeah, easy does it. There. I'm going to be out in that field so as I can duck in and grab the briefcase when it comes down and before it burns. Well, what about me? You're going to take this car and go back where we just come from. Hey, listen, Shut what... up and do what you're told. Go back again in them woods. Hide the car and see what's doing. Get it? Okay. If they do what I think they'll do. Follow them back here about a half a mile behind. But if they don't, come back quick and tell me, see? They got it. Oh, yeah. One thing more. Some of them might come this way, and some might head for the nearest cop house. If they separate, keep your eye on Kent. Chip, listen. What if he's alone? If he's alone? Well, if he's alone... Do whatever you feel like. I get you. Only make sure it looks like an accident afterward. I get going. You'll be all right? Sure, sure. I can handle the rest of this myself. Get back in the car and head up the road again. Okay. Good luck, boys. They're the ones that need the luck, not us. And meanwhile, back in the edge of the woods, safe from the fire... Kent, Lois, Jimmy, and Editor White wait anxiously for some sign of assistance. Now, let's wait just a few minutes more. If nothing happens by then, you can go back to the car, and I'll go scouting around for the police. Gee, Mr. Kent, don't you think we ought to stick together? Oh, we'll be all right now, Jimmy. Those crooks are miles away. They haven't been picked up. What are you doing with the briefcase, Mr. White? Uh, just giving it a quick going over, Kent. Gee, it's too dark to see much. I can tell you what's in it, Mr. White. All we need to get convictions under Nellie and his whole gang. Honestly? No fooling. I'm sure of it. After I turned my ankle, all I could do was sit there. So I went through those papers just in case. In case what, Miss Lane? Well, in case Danelli's men found me again. And I just had to depend on my memories. Say, Miss Lane, you're all right. That must have taken a lot of nerve. Boy, I'll say, knowing they might be along any minute. Oh, say, look here. I, I think we ought to be getting on. Great Scott, that's right, Mr. White. We shouldn't wait around here anymore. Uh, the car isn't very far, Lois. Now, if we all gave you a hand, do you think you could make it? I'm really anxious to get started with these papers. Me too, Mr. White. You lean on me, Miss Lane. Oh, I'll be all right, honestly. You're sure? Positive, Mr. Kent. <laughs> Jimmy's as good as a crutch, really. Funny as a crutch is what you mean. Now, go on. This way, I'll pick out the path. Don't forget the briefcase, Mr. White. A few hundred yards down the winding trail, with Lois bravely saying nothing of her injured ankle. And presently, the dim shape of the car looms out of the trees. Kent helps them in and insists on staying behind. Look here, Kent. What's the idea? Mr. Kent, aren't you coming along? No, I'm staying right here, just in case the police come in from the other direction. I want to be here to talk to them. But, Mr. Kent... Oh, I'll be all right, honest. Look, you get going. I'll join you later. Well, if you're sure that's the thing to do, Kent... Let me stay, too. You'll stay right in the car, young man. Oh, you want to get back to town as quick as you can, Mr. White. I'll close up any loose ends up here. All right, Kent. Good luck. Goodbye. Take it easy. Bye. Good luck. 
our two loose ends is just exactly right. And I think Superman can do it better by himself than with three other people around. Now then, first of all, I want to know who that was sneaking around in the woods a while ago. Nobody else heard him, but I did. Uh, what the right by my ear? Uh, those last two were bullseyes. Lucky for me, they bounce. There's something else that'll bounce, too. That sharpshooter back there in the woods. No good running, my friend. I didn't go in. I didn't mean nothing. Oh, he's flying through the air. Oh, Just a little oh. target shooting, eh? Good, clean fun. Well, now I'll have some fun. Come here. Let me go. Quit it. Oh. Well, if it isn't my old friend Spike... Where's Donnelly? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Honest, I don't. None of that now. Remember what happened to you last time? No, no, no. Where's Donnelly? I, I don't know. I... All right, then you'll take a ride up in the air. Up. Oh, oh, hey, hey, put me down. What are you doing? He's taking me up in the air. He ain't human. 200 feet up already, Spike. And a long way down. Where's Donnelly? Quick, or I'll drop you. No, no. He, he's back down the road. He's by the culvert. Culvert? What culvert? What's he doing there? He's waiting for the car. Oh, look out. You're all right. As long as you keep talking. Quick, what's Donnelly doing? I tell you, he's waiting for the car. Whose car? White's? Yeah, yeah, look out. Oh. Almost let you go. What's he going to do? Quick. I, I don't know, honest, I don't. All right, if that's how you feel about it. So long, Spike. Oh, look out. Look out. Yeah, how'd you like that? Oh, oh, oh please, please don't. You're all right. I caught you, but I may not catch you the next time. Depends on how I feel. Now, what's Donnelly going to do? Last chance, Spike. Here you go. No, 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 I'll talk. I'll talk. He, he's got a new kind of a bomb. He's, he's going to blow up the car when, when it goes over to culvert. Something new in bombs, eh? And that culvert's only about a mile away. They're almost there. Sorry, Spike, you're due for another ride. No, 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 I, I told you. Honey. Sorry, no time to put you down, but you won't get hurt, not this time. But if you ever say a word about what's happened tonight... I won't, I won't, I won't. Remember that, Spike. And now hang on. We're going to make time. We've got to catch that car. When we do catch them... You're going to warn them while I catch Donnelly, understand? Yeah, yeah, whatever you say, only don't drop me. Don't wiggle, Spike. Up we go. Faster, faster. Still feel all right, Lois? Fine, thanks, Mr. White. Are you heading right back to town? If you don't want to see a doctor. Oh, no, we want to get back to work. Good girl, that's what I think myself. Hey, look. There's a man on the road, way down ahead. Oh, no. No, there isn't. I saw him. I saw him, too, Mr. White, down by the little bridge. He ducked down and ran. He sure got swell lights, Mr. White. Well, he's gone now. Here's where I let her out a bit. Mr. White, what's the matter? Gee, you sure put on the brakes. No, but I didn't. We just stopped. As though somebody grabbed the car from behind. Look, look, there's another man right in front of the headlights. Get back. Get back. Get in reverse, quick. What's he saying? Quick. Hey, dynamite! There's dynamite in the road! Back up, quick! Get away from the culvert, quick! Dynamite! Quick. Hang on, everybody! Quick, quick, look out! Look out! Oh, my Gosh! We didn't miss that one by much. That man, he saved our lives. But where's he gone? I'd like to know what in the world kept us from going onto that culvert. Hey, Mr. White, is that you? Kent! Great Scott! Mr. Kent! How'd he get here? We left him back in the woods. Are you all right? Anybody hurt? Gosh, for a minute, I thought surely... Kent, what's going on here? Uh, who's that you've got there? Chip Tonelli, Mr. White. The big boss himself. I found him lying in the field. He was stunned. Chip Tonelli? Yes. But the other man, the one that waved us back. Oh, that was Spike. You remember Spike, Jimmy. Gee, I, I thought I knew that guy, but... but... Now I just turned over a new leaf. We found him just after you left. 
And he told us all about it, so we brought him along by a shortcut. Got here just ahead of you. And he'll back up every word I say. Won't you, Spike? Won't you? Yeah, 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 sure. Say, look. Here come the state troopers. And we've got Spike and Jip Donnelly. And we still got the briefcase, too. Don't forget that. Right, Jimmy. Thanks to you and Miss Lane, the Donnelly gang is smashed for keeps. Well, Clark Kent certainly will have a lot to explain this time. Editor White is asking himself questions almost out loud. How long can Superman keep his secret quiet? Time alone can tell. But meanwhile, there's a brand new assignment coming right up as Kent has set out to follow a weird and exciting story. Tune in next time and don't miss it. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.